I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Red Sox win it! Christian Vasquez! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Mason Emmanuel Sanders, touchdown Bills, that should just about do it. The Rich Eisen Show. I didn't see this coming, Uh, not tonight. We didn't handle ourselves the right way. Today's guests, the Ringer NFL writer, Kevin Clark, Chargers running back, Austin Eckler, plus your phone calls, overreaction Monday, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live here from Los Angeles, California. Good to chat with you here on this very busy Monday morning with week number five getting set to be put in the books tonight on Monday Night Football. Colts and Ravens getting set for your viewing pleasure on the worldwide leader in sports, for your hearing pleasure on Westwood One Radio Coast to Coast. I will be your host of the pregame and also the halftime show tonight. It'll be a lot of fun, big-time game with the Ravens having an opportunity to take over sole possession of first place in the AFC North because the Browns lost a game that was technically played by two 10-year-olds with controllers in their hands hopped up on a bag of Skittles. It was one of those actual games where it was a video (laughs) game, by the way, what you were watching on CBS yesterday between the Browns and the Chargers. Um, the uh, Browns go down and the Bengals go down as it was a tight one with the Packers and the Bengals in overtime of that game. So the Ravens can take over first place in the AFC North tonight. And if the Colts win, they will just be just one game behind the Tennessee Titans who boat raced the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. So it's a big game tonight. And if the Colts win, that means the Steelers will have gained a game on every single team in their division right in front of them. And then the Steelers will just be one game out of first place. So Steelers fans rooting heavily for the Colts tonight. We've got lots to talk about on this show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. How are you, Christopher? Good to see you over there. Rich, I am outstanding. I haven't been that stressed watching a baseball game yesterday since 2013. It was nuts. Nuts in my house yesterday. It was a big-time, big-time win for your Red Sox. We're now one game away from... from uh, taking the uh, Rays out of the playoffs. We'll see what happens today. Unreal. First pitch in about an hour between the Braves and the Milwaukee Brewers in that contest. We'll keep an eye on that. Four baseball games today. Just some wild action. Uh, and Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Kevin Clark, who's a football slash boxing writer for The Ringer, will be joining us in hour number two of this show and fresh off of his multiple touchdown game in that incredible affair up the road 
at SoFi Stadium. Uh, Austin Eckler will be here in hour number three. How are you, uh, Mike Del Tufo? I'm doing well, Rich. I'm doing well, Rich. TJ Jefferson, good to see you in your spot over there. You're holding up your grease board. How about them Cowboys indeed? (laughs) Hey, look, I'll I'll say this. I'll say this, and we'll start the show this way. We'll start the show this way. We'll have words. Um, I am a gotta-see-it-to-believe-it guy. I am. I, I, I do view the world as a glass half full. I always think that uh, the best in people, I think the best of situations. But I still need to see it first. And that's why I chose the Washington football team to win the NFC East. Because I saw last year Washington with Alex Smith at the controls perform very well. And then Taylor Heineke give the Bucks their toughest competition in the playoffs of last year, you could say. I know Packers fans might raise their hand and say they came close, but you know the Washington football team uh, had a, a heck of a game against the Buccaneers in that wild card contest that they lost. And I thought them coming back with that defense and Ryan Fitzpatrick that this would be a team to be reckoned with. Well, right now, uh, not so much. Right now, sitting at two and three after the New Orleans Saints finished their first five games and heading to a bye week at three and two, a big time win. And I think they would sign for that three and two with everything that they've been through. Three and two, they are now, and they won 33 22. So I guess this. Uh, this highlight or this conversation is brought to you by the numbers three and two to use the Sesame Street phrase. <laughs> but uh, they're the Washington football team kind of on the outside looking in. Big win for the Philadelphia Eagles to improve to two and three. But your Dallas Cowboys, TJ, keep on keeping on. And they not only keep on keeping on, they keep on beating up the competition that's in front of them. Up, and you've well, well, you've gotten a Chargers team that's right in front of them in their building. It's the only loss for the Chargers this season. You had a Cowboys game against the Panthers last week. They were three and zero, trying to make their bones against them. And then you always throw the records out. And what wound up being out yesterday was the Giants' quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. By the end of the game, and we'll keep an eye on the injury report throughout this three-hour show about Saquon Barkley. But a buck ten for. Zeke, 300 yards for Dak, another touchdown for CeeDee Lamb, one on the ground, one in the air for Zeke, three in the air for Dak. Uh, I mean, they just keep on doing what they need to do and look impressive while doing it. And they've got a defensive player of the year candidate in the back end of their defense. Trevon Diggs, another interception. He's got six. By the way, week five ends tonight. So you could figure out how many interceptions this this kid has and the Diggs brothers are saying they want a Diggs cast now they, you know, just, <laughs> right. everybody wants a cast now maybe you'll get a Diggs yeah. cast yeah. and we can have it at the Pro Bowl because it's a Diggs world and we're all paying rent because not only did Trevon and the Cowboys come through with the I've got to see it to believe it mm-hmm. so did the Buffalo Bills so did the Buffalo Bills we had a lot of fun on the show last week saying that Sunday Night Football was laid out for the Bills and Bills Mafia. They were it was laid out like it was on fire beneath a recreational vehicle that's parked in the parking lot in Orchard Park, New York. Lit on fire and everybody in Bills Mafia that had been waiting for this game since that moment when Stefan Diggs watched the AFC Championship game celebration in front of him right. in 
Arrowhead watching the confetti come down and last night watching the rain came down, it was a completely different scenario for the Buffalo Bills. To say they put the bang thing on the Chiefs is an affront to the words bang and thing. They absolutely showed the Kansas City Chiefs the back of their hand. And their hand is a heck of a hand to play. With the Mandalorian quarterback, Josh Allen, throwing for three, rushing for one. Damn near ran for 60 yards last night. You've got Emmanuel Sanders with two touchdown passes. Stephon Diggs is the guy you got to pay attention to. And then there's Dawson Knox trying to add his name to the list of high-powered, high-offense tight ends. That's a matchup nightmare. 117 yards receiving on just three catches. And then the defense doing what they could not do to the Chiefs last year, which is bottle up Mahomes, confuse him at times, get him pressed and pressured. And then when he's under duress, turn it over. And that's been the Chiefs' season. That has been the Chiefs' season. But the Buffalo Bills right now, before I turn to the Chiefs, are the best team in the American Football Conference. That is a fact. Because they've got the quarterback. They've got the high-powered offense that is very difficult to stop. Their run game is still the shrug emoji. And my concern for them would be is if they face the Chargers, that would be the Chargers' main weakness, as we saw Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt do once again what the rest of the league's been doing against the Chargers, which is running it down their throat. Because the Chargers are the other team right now that's raising their hand saying, we have an opportunity to be the best in the AFC. And we'll see what the Ravens do tonight if they can throw their hat in that four and one ring. But the Bills right now are the team that made the championship game last year. And the Bills right now are the team that's won four in a row. And the Bills right now are four and one. And they've got the defense and they've got the quarterback who can leap over defenders and the quarterback who can throw it over defenders and the quarterback who can run over defenders. He is right now your clubhouse leader for MVP, Josh Allen as well. And I know it could be an overreaction Monday, and we'll have that later on. But you are what you are in the NFL, and you're 4-1. and one, And I know the Cardinals are 5-0. and oh, But right now, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray are tied at one game apiece in performances where, you know, your candidacy for MVP is not burnished. Kyler Murray had one of those yesterday, but his team still won. Bills right now are a major wrecking ball as they are playing right now. They're going to win their division. There's nobody who comes even close to the area code of sniffing it in their division. They're already two and a half games in front of the Dolphins, and the Patriots are two and three as well. And the Jets sitting there at one and four. Pardon me, the Dolphins... Uh, are, are the ones who are one and four, and the Patriots are the ones two and three. And so they're already well in front. Nobody's going to catch them there. No one's going to go chase them down. They're not going to lose enough games for anybody to chase them down in their division. So they'll get a home playoff game. Now for them, it's just about having the best record, so everybody's got to come through western New York when it's very, very cold in January. So they're in a catbird seat position. Unfortunately for them, I, I think... It's unfortunate for the Chiefs, too. Is I don't know if they're going to be able to even need that tie break over the Chiefs and cash that one in. 
You know what I felt about the Kansas City Chiefs so far, Christopher. You know how I felt about them. Gents have said it. I even had my fun with a fourth down hot take the other day. They said they're going to lose only one more time the rest of the season. Yeah, that's the one. Well, they're in deep trouble. <laughs> they're in deep trouble. What I saw last night was a team hungover from playing in the Super Bowl the last two years. That's what I saw. I saw drop passes by Tyreek Hill that were completely on. Uh, uh, out of character. I saw yet more turnovers out of Patrick Mahomes that was out of character. And I see a defense that is dreadful. What do I mean by dreadful? (laughs) I mean, that covers it. What do I mean by dreadful? Through five games this year, five National Football League weeks, the Kansas City Chiefs defense averages giving up 7.1 yards per play. Let me just repeat that. So let's say you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. And you line up on offense and the Chiefs are out there on defense. Makes sense. And you 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 snap the ball, which mm-hmm. is what you know you do in the NFL. Yep. Or football in general. Uh, are no we matter, in shotgun? Are we uh, under it doesn't the center? matter. It doesn't okay. matter. You doesn't snap matter. the ball. Okay. Okay. You snap the ball. Uh boom. You get seven point one yards. <laughs> it literally is like uh Oprah. You know, look under your seat. Look under your seat, you almost got a first down. And if you didn't get a first down, because, you know, it's average, 7.1. On average, you're about to get a first down by another four yards than you need. (laughs) Every two plays. Uh, I mean, that's unsustainable. I mean, obviously unsustainable. That's beyond unsustainable. And, And that's the mark of a bad team. And I did use the word bad. The mark of an... Another mark of a bad team is turning it over. Right now, through five weeks, there's only two teams who have turned it over double-digit number of times. Eleven. One of them is the Kansas City Chiefs. The other is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yikes. And unfortunately for Jacksonville, they've only taken it away once. They're minus 10. That's worse in the turnover takeaway plus minus department. The Chiefs are minus seven because at least the defense, while giving up seven yards a game, has taken the ball away somewhat. So if you can't stop your opponent and you're giving your opponent short fields as well, that's a wrap. It doesn't matter how supremely talented your quarterback is, and it doesn't matter how supremely talented your weapons are. If your defense can't stop people and then on average will give up almost a first down per snap and then on average you are going to be turning it over twice a game. I mean, that's about it. That's how they lost a game in Baltimore. They're ready to win it, but turned it over. You lose. Good day, sir. And the Chiefs are in a tough division. They are. It's time to turn it around. You know, it's time that they're there. Let's not forget. It was in Kansas City where the Patriots moved on to Cincinnati. So we have seen poor performances before, and it's just rare to see the Chiefs under 500 two separate times in a season, as we already have. They are now two and three. Two and a half games out of first place, because don't forget the Chargers have beaten them in their own house. It gets tougher and trickier. There's a lot of roadway, road, road, road left. I don't think this is going to be the last time they're under 500. 
Well, because you look at their home schedule and it's the greatest hits because who are the best teams in the NFC? Best teams in the NFC, one would think, are anybody in the NFC West and or the Bucks and Packers, correct? Cowboys. And the Cowboys, correct? Yeah. Guess who comes to um, Kansas City? The Packers, the Cowboys, they're coming. The Chargers are coming again. They're at Cincinnati in Week 17. I wouldn't even laugh at that one either, man. Next up for them are winnable games at Washington and at Tennessee and then home for the Giants. Can they get well fast? Sure. But then Green Bay shows up and then Dallas after they go to Vegas where all you got to do is ask a Bears fan to see if there's good seats available. There were this past weekend. That's another developing story. I, I, you know, based on what you saw yesterday from all the social media and all the Bears fans were in Vegas, Raiders might have had more fans here at SoFi in yeah, right. week four than they did at home in week five. But the Chiefs are in trouble. There's no two ways about it because, you know, you got to play defense a hell of a lot better and you got to stop turning the ball over. Four times last night. Give it up to the Bills, who are your best team in the AFC through five weeks. I had to see it to believe it, and same thing out of the Cowboys. But I saw it. I now believe it. That Bills team improved from last year. Improved. Emmanuel Sanders, an improvement. Dawson Knox has taken a step forward. Mm -hmm. And Josh Allen, after that week one slip-up and mishap, has played MVP Football, I did not stutter. And last night, whole country watching, Kansas City Chiefs fans there, they spanked the defending conference champs two times over. Well, they're the conference champs defending two times over, and they spanked them, it seemed like, twice before yeah. and after the weather delay. Seriously. Weather delay didn't change a darn thing. It just delayed the inevitable. That was impressive. Bills fans, you should be psyched. You should. Overreaction Monday. Such a wild weekend of professional football, college football, championship boxing, Major League Baseball playoffs. Chris, we have come up with it was so it was so crazy. We came up with a bracket <laughs> of, so of the eight craziest things to happen this week. And we're gonna ask you to listen to how we break it down in a bracket and go to our Twitter feed and vote for the craziest play of the weekend. That's how we're going to run through our three hours. Kevin Clark of the Ringer on the Fury victory over Deontay Wilder and also the furious weekend in football. Kevin Clark of the Ringer in hour number two. And Austin Eckler of your Los Angeles Chargers sitting in first place by themselves in the AFC West. That is part of our busy Monday. And you at 844-204-RICH. And once again, Overreaction Monday also still to come. Off and running here on this program. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com let's talk o'reilly auto parts people or as you might know from their jingle o o o o'reilly auto parts they're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this very busy Monday morning. Chris Brockman, you've got your first injury piece of news from uh, the Week 5 gridiron. And it is not good news out of the city of Pittsburgh, PA. What do you have for me, Yeah, not good for the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, we saw him leave the game yesterday with an apparent shoulder injury. Well, that is what happened. Shoulder surgery he had last night. His 2021 season is over. Over? Wow. Wow. That's terrible. It is terrible for one of the good guys in the league, one of the good kids, and signed a one-year deal. Also, because yeah, he bet on himself He this bet year. on himself this year. wanted to come back year. and play with Ben, signed a one-year $8 million <sighs> deal, and now that, it's done. Man. And so now sad. it's done. And this is just when the Steelers had an, their best offensive week of the year. I mean, there was nowhere to go but up. Yes. But they took a, a nice step forward. Mm-hmm. And I I'm I want to say this as we're discussing it together. You know, I called Ben. It, it said he looked washed. Well, oh, easy. You know, I, 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 e- I just e- want to e- say this. E- 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 no, we'll put it in overreaction Monday. Okay. It's okay. okay. We're not going to do it for another hour. Okay. I, I know I said that Big Ben looked washed. Now, it helps to do what I also said needed to be done, which was establish Najee Harris running it. Got to do it. Got to establish it. Keep at it. Keep pounding. Keep going. Ben threw it only 25 times yesterday. That's the sweet spot. That's it. Harris gets 100 yards rushing. Ben only throws it 25 times. And go play defense. And you consider who always Denver. Denver's an excellent run defense team this year. Or had been. Najee got it done yesterday, and Ben looked good. And now this is disappointing with a buck twenty-two from Harris yesterday. 
Claypool had five for 130 and a touchdown. That's what we're talking about. And next up is Geno Smith and the Seahawks for the whole country to watch on Sunday night next week under the lights near the confluence. They could be three and three. This is... I was feeling good about the Steelers coming into today, and I was feeling good about coming on the air and saying Ben did looked anything but washed yesterday. Now, if you get him off the spot and you stop Najee Harris, that's clearly the the formula to beat Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh could be three and three by this point next week, and off we go. They're back in that mix. The shrug emoji team. Of 2021, you have no idea what they're going to look like. Now it's a week-to-week scenario. You don't know what they're going to look like. And you could, Again, well, it was Denver, and they who have they played? They beat the Jets, Giants, and Jaguars to go to 3-0. and I get it. You still have to beat the teams in front of you, and how many times you not beat the team in front of you that you should in the NFL? They did yesterday. And that's unfortunate about Juju Smith-Schuster. No, in Pittsburgh, they probably have some fifth or sixth rounder we haven't really seen yet. They'll come out, and that'll be the next Antonio Brown. No team they, has drafted honestly, and developed wide deep. receivers like Pittsburgh. Yeah, they are. The that's day. the one position that. I mean, I should. Am I wrong? It just seems like no. You're not. And, wrong. and that's one team that you would not think. You know, they right develop some wide yeah. receivers. And, they, and do. Draft, they sure as hell do. Drafts, yeah. You start from Mike Wallace to Sanders to Brown to Juju to. Clay, Claypool. Let me ask you guys this real, real quick. Plaxico Deontay Burris Johnson, obviously. Deontay right? Johnson, yeah. Obviously. yeah. yeah so, Steelers uh, will be fine. Cody White, Ray Ray McLeod. You're up. You're up. Ray Ray. Would you guys Pookie. rather have... Pookie and them. Pookie, Stuart, Ray Ray and them. Yes, Stuart always used <laughs> to say. Would you guys rather yeah. have Ben or Geno Smith to end the se- to go the rest of the season? Ben. Come on. Come on let's Rocky. not, let's what do you not mean? totally disrespect the man. If please. Tyler Lockett doesn't fall down, Geno's going to beat the Rams on Thursday. If, though. If it's part of the game. If I was six but that nine, wasn't his fault. If I was six nine, my I'd be in the NBA is, Hall of Famer. My point Hashtag. is, it wasn't Geno Smith's fault. Hashtag <laughs> Let Geno Cook. Just saying. <laughs> Would you rather? I'll, I'll. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a valid question, Chris. I gotta see it. You gotta believe it. You gotta think about it. I gotta see it to believe it. You gotta think about it. Coming in in the middle of a game with the adrenaline rush and things of that nature is maybe a little bit better than okay. Let's. Blow off that game plan we took against the Jets back in 2014, 2015, or whatever the hell it is, and see how we can work. Different guy. But good for Geno. He's going to have a Sunday night football game against Big Ben and the Steelers, who look terrific. That's unfortunate news about Juju Smith-Schuster. What a bummer. Uh, let's take a quick uh, couple phone calls, and then we'll get to our bracketology here on the Rich Eisen Show, because it was such a wild, crazy weekend. Uh, let's go to Jake in Chicago. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jake? Mr. Eisen, how you doing today? Fresh Mr. and happy on this Monday morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, living, living high off a couple of dubs from uh, my White Sox and my Bears. It was a uh, tense weekend, but um, can't believe we squeaked them out. I wanted to talk about the Bears and their head coaching choices. Now, at the beginning of the season, Matt Nagy was the hot water coach. And it seems as though him, you know, delegating play calling to laser, laser and being able to move some pieces around and kind of spread out the offense and seemingly to truly adjust for Justin Fields' presence 
could he be saving his job and we're looking at a couple more years of Nagy down there? Dude, I was, that's part of the reason. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Two things. First of all, I love the way that uh, Damian Williams really laid his shoulder into oh, – I'm sorry. That was Grandal. My, my bad. That was Yasmani Grandal. My, my bad. I'm sorry. Um, but look – Justin Fields is the only rookie quarterback this year to win two of his first three starts. That's it. We're still waiting on Trevor to get one. Zach Wilson couldn't follow up his uh, his first win with a second. You know, Mac Jones finally just won his second and had by the skin of his teeth against a Davis Mills lighting it up. Pats were without four offensive linemen. Trey Lance lost his first career start yesterday. We'll see what happens on the other end of the bye yeah. with Proffer to say Jimmy G's going to be back. So Justin Fields has won two of his first three, and this is part of the reason why I wanted him out there because yeah. he, it's because these things will happen when he gets his reps and he's now getting some actual real-time action under his belt that will only serve him better. And the reason why I was telling Nagy to do it too is it's going to save his job. You may not want him there, but yeah. if Laser is calling the plays and they're winning football games, guess what? Then it's terrific. This is the way he's going to save his gig. He's not going to save his gig because the McCaskies are so impressed on how he was able to get some wins out of Andy Dalton while his, the kid that they drafted, traded up to go get to draft, was learning. Like, that's not the way you keep your job. That's where you lose it. You know? Yeah. The culture that uh, Nagy's built there, too, is those guys, they're having fun, club up go. in the locker room. Justin, I mean, it. it feels loose. It feels good. It feels, you know, I'm ready to be heard again. And Grandal, he was just holding the line, you know, established it. Holding it. the line. I love it. You keep holding the line, too, because next week's the Packers. Oh, boy, how big of a game is that in Chicago? First real big, big test for the kid. I'm we'll see. see Thanks for the call. How big is that going to be? Week six, Packers-Bears. Packers have won four in a row. Bears have won two in a row with their young kid at QB. Here we go. And by the way, Bears win that one. They're in first place. Same record as the Packers and a tie break on them. That's for first in the NFC North. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I have a feeling they're going to be taught a lesson, though. Number 12 is coming. We got a lot of time to talk about that one. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Let's go back to the phone lines one more time. Um, let's go to Jason in Miami. What's up, Jason? How are you today on this busy Monday? Rich, guys, what's going on, guys? What's hey, going on? Brother man? Jay. What up, what up? So I got a little soliloquy for you, Rich, so stay with me. Uh, my Cowboys are doing great. Um, I, what quick points are that the Cowboys looking great. Don't crown the Chiefs just yet. Um, these are not your father's chargers, and the Bills are the best team in the league. But, Rich? Yes, like the notorious B.I.G., I got a story oh. to tell. Baby, baby. To you. Let's go. All well, right, Rich, let me set this up for you. I'm going to be quick, but let me set this up for you, all right? Yeah. So I treat my Sundays like Christmas, right? Uh-huh. My wife will tell you my Saturday nights are filled with so much anticipation like Christmas every week. Rich, I got a 55-inch and a 48-inch in my living room side by side, yeah, you do. right? That's mm-hmm. The 55-inch usually ha- is the one we move around. You know, I take it out back for barbecues and stuff. But I'm a creature of habit, so everything has to be the same. So on the- I watched the red zone on the 55-inch and the Cowboys on the main um, on the 48-inch. <laughs> for Monday and Sunday night, I usually just put my, my fantasy stats up there and okay. just watch the live feed, right? Mm-hmm. 
So when I was a kid for Christmas, there was always a big ticket item. Not always, but a lot of times it was a big ticket item. Maybe a bike or Atari 2600, stuff for my mom, <laughs> and then the order right. from grandma. Okay. No matter what, whether I got the big ticket item or not, I could always count on the sweater for grandma. <laughs> right? It wasn't flashy, but it was consistent. It was a constant. Okay. So Saturday I tell my wife, hey, baby, guess what? We got football with our breakfast this week. She says, oh, what are they playing in London? I was like, yes. Uh-huh. Good for you. Good for you, baby. So I say to this, <laughs> my Christmas morning started with the Jets and the Falcons on the 55-inch Got my fantasy TV show so I can set my lineup. But hold on, hold on. Something's missing. Where is the sweater from Grandma? That one constant was not there, Rich. I cannot stop my my football Sunday without NFL game day morning. Oh, that's the payoff. <laughs> that's the payoff, yeah. I'm the sweater from Grandma? To, is that what you're saying? Who do you have to talk to? Yes, man. I mean, do we need to create an NFL network deuce? Maybe create the red zone <laughs> channel when they have nine. They have the nine o'clock games. But Rich, Rich, we go back, man. We go back to five hundred South Street in Ann Arbor. We go back to New York City. Rich, we are like brothers from another. Which, by the way, follows the Rich Eisen show here on Peacock. Shout out to the Michaels. Okay. <laughs> NFL game day is like the bacon to my breakfast. It's the sweater from my grandma. And this past Sunday, despite getting the gift that I wanted in the, mm-hmm. in the Dallas win. I still couldn't help to feel a little hungry and a little cold. Jason, that was beautiful. from Miami, that was thank beautiful. you, sir. That and I amazing. appreciate you saying that. I've never been compared to a sweater from Grandma before and made me smile or feel like that is an actual compliment. I appreciate it. Look, um, here's the deal. We're not going to be off the rest of the season. They gave us the week off. It literally was the first Sunday in 18 years in the month of October that I wasn't working. I'll be honest with you. I slept till eight in the morning yesterday, and it was the greatest thing of all time. Oh, we didn't think you'd be able to God. do it. Either. I did. I told you I was going to do it, and I did it. And then I woke up and I saw Kyle Pitts had actually given my fantasy team twenty-two points. And then I started watching football the rest of the day. <laughs> now here I am, and I appreciate you saying that, Jason. We're 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 together. We're like peas in a pod. We're, yeah, we are. Okay. Listen, I know Jeff from Detroit. You, you're his uncle and your cousins. We brothers from another man. We the, we go back. Let's right. do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Thank you. Irv worked. Irv worked. Yeah. You know, me, was... Kurt, and, uh, and, and Mooch. Did you send him the picture? No, from... we didn't. Ah. You know why? It's too busy sleeping. <laughs> you know, speaking of that game in London, uh, a friend of ours yes. put this on Twitter, a guy that we all know named uh, Don. Um, was yesterday the, the summer solstice of football? The longest day of all time with a five o'clock kickoff, then an hour long rain delay. I know Had on the been. East Coast, Had the, the Monday night game didn't end to about twelve. So you're saying when, when an actual on a clock, so at at, at nine thirty p.m. at nine thirty a.m. Eastern time, toe met ball in an NFL game, and then the final gun of the final game. But wasn't it earlier than that, Rich? Because it was London. So didn't they? I'm just talking about Eastern time, just here in America. Okay. Started at 9.30. We're a worldwide show, though. Rich. No, I understand. So <laughs> it started at, well, it would have started in the afternoon in London. So at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on the in the United States, Tomat Ball, and then the final game was at midnight, right? Yeah. Final, was, final play was after midnight. Josh right? Allen was yeah. getting interviewed at 9.48. Yeah, and at 9.30. Dude, 9.30 yeah. Pacific. Wow. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, oh boy, 
the old crazy ass weekend. Eight different Yo. crazy moments. We actually made a bracket. We're going to ask you to vote on what's the craziest moment of the weekend. Eight four four two zero four. Rich too. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Still here on the Rich Eisen Show. I mean, we were texting last night just like, that was crazy, that was crazy, this is crazy, that was crazy. And then you just texted everybody saying we should do like a, a bracket, yeah, a 16 like, seed bracket of the craziest, you know, Because we could have come up with 16. And I, I saw that, yeah. I'm like, that was that's a good idea. So we decided, you know, 16 is too many for 16, a show like 16 this. 16 too many. Okay, so we did eight. Eight. And here they are. Uh, the one seed, the one seed, the craziest thing out of everything, the one seed is the Tampa Bay Rays seemingly taking the lead in the 13th inning because yeah. Kevin Kiermaier's ball was off the wall in right field, and it hit Hunter Renfro as he was chasing it down, and it went over the shortest right field fence in Major League Baseball yeah. into the bullpen. And it stopped the Rays from scoring the go-ahead run, run because you got to put the runner on first that was running with the pitch back on third. Crazy. Because the rule is that if it hits a player and goes over the fence and it's an inadvertent hitting the player, that's a ground rule double. <laughs> now, if the player had grabbed it and thrown it over the fence, the umpires will give two bases to where the other runner was. Right, they use it. If he had purposely and, done it, it's a right, discretion. Right, it was just like a fluke play. But Renfro couldn't carry, I mean, the ball caromed off the wall so fast he couldn't corral it and it went off him and it went over the fence yeah. and the Rays couldn't, didn't score. And then, you know, walk off home run, bottom of the 13th, see ya. And the Rays with their 100 wins are one game from being eliminated. That is the crazy, I don't remember seeing that. And I'll just say this, got to change the rule. Got to change uh, the I mean, rules. Rich, why do you want to change rules? Because it, it's got to change the rules. Why? You've never seen How long have you been watching baseball? I've never seen it. So why do you want to change it? Because I don't like it. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. You're trying like to get me fired up. <laughs> no, no. Like, like that's it. stupid. Change the rule. Change the rule and get two bases from where the guy was get when he's running. 
It's if it goes off a player. Once in 50 years, and you want to change the rule? Yeah, I do. It's not going to happen for <laughs> another 50 years. Maybe not. Stop it. Maybe not. If it goes off a player and it goes over the fence, it should be two. It should be. It should be two bases <laughs> no, from where it, the guy was. No, it shouldn't. That's the rule. It never <sighs> happens. Why are we changing stuff that are, that's a fluke? So that's number one up on the list, and one goes against eight. And pop it back up again because I don't have it in front of me. Hoskins, would you please? First round um, baseball matchup. Grandal deflects the ball with his shoulder. <laughs> like that was bizarre. Okay, was so the White Sox are up 7-6. Grandal hits a ball to first base. Was it Tim Anderson who was coming home? I didn't see who was coming home. And first baseman throws home, and Grandal is – you can't even say he was in the baseline. Like, he was running up the grass. Yeah. Apparently, the rule is before you reach that lane that's on the outside of the first baseline that you're right. supposed to be running in as a runner, you could – the baseline's where you are. You have you have you have that entire span before that lane to run wherever the hell you want. Right. And he Reggie Jackson stuck his body in front of it, and uh, the White Sox got another run. By the way, the White Sox and Astros game fours rained out Monday. They'll be playing that Tuesday. So that's the one eight matchup. Uh, moving now t- down the bracket to the three six. Oh my gosh. All right, from football. <laughs> Number three, the Bengals missed field goal in OT. The field goal hit the wind flag that was blowing outside of the upright. I've never seen that. A ball hitting a wind flag normally means that's good. But it hit the wind flag It was as it was blowing left to right outside of the right upright. And the Bengals thought they won it because the ball hit the flag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the flag was outside of the upright. I've never seen that either. What are the odds? How thick is that flag? What is it? Two, three inches? I don't know, but it like made a noise. Like Evan McPherson. I mean, it actually made the sound. It was celebrating like the game was over. Yeah, he thought he had it. I've never seen anything like never it. Never seen anything like it. And then Oklahoma down literally by 19 million points within two seconds flat. Spencer Rattler's first overall pick selection campaign went out the window. As Oklahoma, behind their backup, won the game with no time left. That's number six. That's your 3-6 battle. Okay, so good luck. You're going to post all of these on Twitter, right? Put them all up on Twitter. All right, now we're in the lower half of the bracket. A&M beating Alabama with no time left on a field goal is four. And then the five is the Detroit Lions lose on a last-second field goal. not like With no time left. Again, a 54-yarder yesterday, which is 12 yards fewer than the Justin Tucker field goal that beat them just two weeks ago. So two out of the last three games to the Lions, they've lost with no time left on a very long field goal. And no team's ever lost two such games in a season ever, and it's happened to them two out of the last three weeks. That's your 4-5 battle. And then to round out our bracket of eight, the seven seed is Fury and Wilder rounds three and four. Now, you saw this, right? Kevin Clark of the Ringer is going to be joining this shortly. Me and TJ watched this fight. Round three, Fury knocks down Wilder, and it looks like the fight's over. Like, if he doesn't get knocked out in the third round, coming into the fourth round, it's only a matter of time before Fury ends this. Wilder knocks Fury down, not once, but twice in the fourth round, including 
maybe a long count. Again. And a long-standing <laughs> eight count to save Fury from getting knocked out in the fourth. I'd never seen anything like it in a heavyweight fight. What's the, remember when Fury was in here? And by the way, I posted um, one of his incredible soliloquies on his battle with mental health and how he thought of killing himself multiple times because today is Mental Health Awareness Day, and I posted that at Rich Eisen Show and on my personal Twitter account. Everyone should seek that out. Remember when he was here and I asked him about how long it took when Wilder had just knocked him down yeah, back in and that it was kind of longer than 10 seconds? Remember the look he gave me in those pink short shorts as he was here, those legs that were... You know, going from the chair all the way halfway to the of, to your table there because he's all thigh meat, TJ. <laughs> Remember that? I asked him that. Oh yeah. Uh, he didn't like me asking the question. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. So that's seven. That's the seven seed versus the two seed. I've never seen this before. Now I've seen games that are out of control, right? I've seen games that go back and forth. The Browns and the Chargers. Had how many points in the fourth quarter? Yes, 40, 41 in the fourth quarter. In the quarter. fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter alone. I mean, one after another, after another, Just after ping another. Ping pong, back and forth. It was truly who's going to have it last, right? That was the general sense of who's going to have it last. And the Chargers were doing their damnedest to have it last. When Eckler was going into the end zone and slid before he went out of bounds. Yep. Smart play. Because the Browns, Browns out of were time, out of timeouts. Out of timeouts. So you just take it down. You're only down by one because your place kicker has missed not one but two extra points. And so you're putting in the game in his hands or foot, but it's a bunny. It's literally right there. He could yeah, chip he shot. could he could take it and Old just sort there. of flip it. He doesn't have to kick it. He could flip it over the line and in. That's how close they were. So they hand it off to Eckler again, our third hour guest. This will be a fun conversation with him. But instead of him just, like, taking a knee, he kind of, like, body surfed in the way that Le'Veon Bell used to yeah. in Pittsburgh where he would just, just kind of surf and then wait and... for his time. But he was kind of hiding behind his offensive lineman, and he's yeah. easy to hide. He's but, little. So what, what the Browns did is they hunted him down and dragged him <laughs> over the line. Now, we're showing you this photograph, okay? I've never seen this, this photograph. You should seek it out. And watch this video later on if you're on our, our radio feed. He is surrounded by, count the orange helmets, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Browns helmets around Austin Eckler. And if you had told me Eckler scored the game-winning touchdown, I would think they're fighting to keep him out of the end zone just no, no, with no. this picture. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're dragging him in. And you could see his offensive lineman behind sort of like, saying, wait a minute, come on back out. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anything like this. But we made it number two because I'm trying to get a rule changed in baseball after Brockman says it's been, it's literally been played since old Ross Hadburn played it, and I've never seen anything like what happened to the Rays in the 13th inning last night. That's your brackets. So, Chris, you're going to go to at Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, to so I'm going to post, post these it. all in the next couple of minutes. Go to at Rich Eisen Show and vote, and we'll see what was the craziest moment from the crazy sports weekend. That was a while. I mean, we've left some out, too, I'm sure. We left some out. We could have filled 16, but we went with eight. So you'll post them, and then we'll next hour, in about a half an hour, we'll, we'll tally them up. So you got to get on it. Yeah, we'll break it down. We'll and we'll it break right. it down, and then we'll, we'll, we'll re-bracket in advance. Let's go. Survive in advance. Crazy. Sideline Mike in Atlanta. Always great chatting with him. What's up, Sideline Mike? 
Well, gentlemen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's up? Well, Richard, I see we had a Kyle Pitts fighting yesterday against your Jets. <laughs> Kyle Pitts was uh, a beast. That's what we're talking about. Him and Cordero Patterson. If Ridley can come back, you know, soon, I assume it was out for and personal reasons. Gage, and Gage, that's serious. How will you defend him? Dude, that's well, serious business. That's what they were talking about. That's why they went and got Kyle Pitts instead of maybe Justin Fields. That's that's what they're talking about. No, there. Richard, with all due respect, uh-huh. that was the Jets. Was the Jets. Oh, TJ, man. how about them Cowboys? <laughs> Yes, indeed. Hey, last time, last time we came out the gate like this, thirteen and three, and Jared Cook made the amazing catch in the Green Bay Dallas game. We won't yes. talk about that. But hey, but, uh, we're just yeah. on the New England, brother. We're, we're on no, the New England. Like, like, and just we're like Georgia, the, the number one team in the country right now, we're on the Kentucky. <laughs> oh, Kentucky. that's right. Now, okay, that is the most one of the more physical games that we play during the year, and Stoops. It's got it going on over there, but like we did to Auburn, gentlemen, we're going to repeatedly punch them in the face in the fourth quarter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, repeatedly. Now, Rich, yes, over I hear over. what you're saying about Pittsburgh being still washed with that raggedy defense that Seattle's got next week. They're going to look good again, but post it, baby. They're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. But that young boy out of Montana that can throw the ball to the moon, you understand me? That team is taking on the personality of their head coach, and that's a rock solid, rock jaw brother over there that will fight his mama. <laughs> sideline Mike, everybody, yes, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Always. Okay, thanks for the call, Sideline Mike. There you go. I think he's referring to Wyoming in terms of Montana. He's referring to Josh Allen. That's kind of what I was thinking. Kentucky is a major story in college football. Big time. Think they could take out Georgia? What do you think? I don't. I don't either. <laughs> Georgia defense, too good. How about Iowa, Penn State? How about my Wolverines? Oh, boy, <laughs> that was a game. nervous, nervous, nervous Nelly game on Saturday night it's for number me. Number seven for you guys. Oh, no, I don't even want to hear that number. <laughs> Kevin Clark of The Ringer talking about Tyson Fury vanquishing Deontay Wilder again and all the craziness in the world of football. Austin Eckler from the craziest game of the craziest weekend of football in recent memory. An hour number three. Your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Overreaction Monday. And then Urban and Trevor not on the same page, apparently, in Jacksonville.